When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. All right, what's the deal, Panther fans? It's your boy, the professor, a.k.a. Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers post-game show brought to you by Carolina Cat, <coughs> Cat Chronicles, where... Every Sunday after the game, we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinion. I got to figure out what day, time, and what world it is. We're here for the post-game show. Guys, um, Cody Lashney in the house. How you doing, my friend? Tell me, Don, I am wonderful. I am happy. I have breath in my lungs. I am thankful for the day the Lord has made. And Tony Dunn, this too shall pass. For all of the Panther fans who are upset about another disappointing victory we are here for your ass and we are going to do it with the best panther fans in all of youtube and we have some of our most faithful viewers in today joey the blind panther esquivel lee trotter underground west nirvash p thomas tony dunn and nothing to it but to do it brother let's roll the number's 252-228-5098. Thanks, Joey Riolano, for telling me that I had the ring, that it wasn't going straight to voicemail anymore. Go ahead and get in the show and involved in the longest-running Panthers podcast. And now uh, we're really just uh, kicking ass on this post-game show each and every week. Tough game today. The Panthers fall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was not a pretty one to start. It was an exciting one to end. Uh, but ultimately, many of the things that we expect to see with the Carolina Panthers were happening today. We've also got some of our homeboys in the house. Uh, Codizzle Allen, uh, Allen, a.k.a. CK. What's up, man? You know, just living the dream, hanging out here in my uh, suit of armor because I just, uh, just this is where I'm comfortable. Um, in your Codizzlebot Yeah, Codizzlebot suit of armor right here. You guys see I got my health got my gun i don't know if you guys can see it on stream here but um anyway just uh you know just after that first half i was just like content like after that first half, i was just like all right it, it is what it is we're gonna have this be our life for the next year so huh, yeah so but I, I am telling you i i messaged cody and i told him he better have his apology acceptance speech ready from everybody who was just on his ass last week about oh it's just one game well now we're two games in, and Teddy, uh, Teddy, uh, Big D Teddy looked like he took a step backwards, which is not what you want to see second game in the season with tape on the other team. Atlanta lost. Atlanta oh just lost, goodness. bro. Yep. Oh Atlanta lost goodness. by one point, 39 to 40. Dude, you cannot make that shit up. No team <laughs> chokes away a lead better than the Atlanta Falcons, bro. Listen, Panther fans, to all of Panther Nation, are you feeling bad today? Listen, it could be worse. You could be a Falcons fan right now. So count your blessings 
and be True humble that. Uh, that we are not that dumpster fire football team directly to our south. Oh. All right. We've also got Greg, the stat daddy, the bat daddy in the house. How you doing, man? I'm doing better now. <laughs> Surprisingly, it's watching the uh, Falcons lose in such fashion uh, makes me feel a little better. Um, you know, it's different week, same story for the Panthers right now. I'm interested to see what people have to say about it this week about Bridgewater because I feel like he was a big part of the reason we were in the game this week, but he was also a really big part of the reason we lost the game this week. So, yeah, yeah I'm interested to see what people have to talk about and what they have to say about it. Huh? Yeah, up and down game for him. Uh, the Panthers mm-hmm. fall 31-17 to 17 on the road. Uh, and Teddy Bridgewater did go 33 for 42 with 367 yards, but he did have two picks today. And there were some, you know, some questionable sacks that were taken by the quarterback. Christian McCaffrey continues to slay. Rushed for 18 for 59 with two touchdowns uh, and uh, four f- catches for 29 Upsetting to see him injured at, towards the end of the game. That's the first time we've seen Christian McCaffrey deal with an injury at all in his time with Carolina, I feel like. Um, and when it comes to the receivers, DJ Moore didn't have the best game, but made some big plays. And Robbie Anderson continues to be a beast. Nine catches, 109 yards. DJ Moore, eight catches, 120 yards. So um, it was a it was a fun game. It did not feel like that at the beginning, right? As the Panthers came out and got curb stomped twenty one to nothing. And guys, I want to say this is that before we get into the show, we do need to remind you guys you need to go to mybookie.ag if you want to get in your wagers when it comes to NFL football, basketball, baseball, whatever your pleasure is. Uh, I hope it was 47 and a half I took. If it was 48 and a half, we've got problems. Uh, I had the over in this game. I also had uh, the Packers minus six. Did they win by more than six? Last time I saw we were doing good there. And as well, I've got two other wagers in when it comes to the Saints under as well as the um, Chargers game. I've got the Chiefs minus whatever, right? It was minus nine, but I would take whatever. So you can go to mybookie.ag. You can use the promo code OVERTIME, and you can get up to a $1,000 bonus match if you use that uh, promo code OVERTIME. You can also join me on Wednesday nights for the Professor's Picks as I meet with the head odds maker for my bookie and I, this history teacher tries to beat Vegas this year. We'll see how it goes. It doesn't look promising because I don't know what I'm doing. So I need your help folks. Go to mybookie.ag promo code overtime. And guys, um, when it comes to this game, let's talk about Christian McCaffrey. How severe do we believe this injury is? He was just sitting over there. It didn't seem like a big deal to me, but uh, I was surprising enough to keep him off the field. <clears throat> I don't think they were going to be utilizing him as much anyway. I mean, we were already playing from behind. I think the game plan was going to be to get the ball out deeper, but when they weren't getting the the separation deep, that's when Mike Davis was getting the 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 call. I'm not a I'm not, you know, I'm not going to jump into the panic mode with him. The other part is if it is serious, what better season to have it happen on than this one, right? If it's going to happen, it's going to happen and you know, this is just another nail in the coffin of the Panther season. Um, but 
again, I know a lot of people are going to sit here and try to say that offensive line was abysmal. Yes, the offensive line didn't play as well. Um, and we knew there was going to be some struggles this week with the offensive line. Um, this solely falls on the on the on the back of two things. It is our uh, our quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, hundred percent. We did lose because of him, and we also lost because of our defense. Nobody can say we did not lose because of Teddy Bridgewater. If you go back and watch any of the film, those balls that he threw that were intercepted were abysmal. You know, it was just not good. He, he, the DJ Moore, they're going to sit there and blame it on the route running. That was just a bad, yes, he could have probably ran that route better. That was a bad throw. But mm-hmm. they also, the other part that, that people are going to try to defend is Teddy Bridgewater didn't have time. Teddy Bridgewater held the ball too long on every snap. If you go back and watch every snap, the offensive line can only do so much against such a talented pass rush. And there, and yes, there were sometimes our offensive line just were very leaky. But you guys have to realize this is on Teddy Bridgewater and the defense's lack of being able to have like there is no Mike Evans. The first half was just making our secondary look like they were just playing against the college team. You know, it was just not it was not good. We knew it was going to happen. He's that good. Yeah. You know, I mean, so that's not surprising. I think just to follow up on what you said with Teddy is. Uh, yeah, is that today he did the things that Teddy's not supposed to do. Teddy's not supposed to take um, – he's mm-hmm. not supposed to turn the ball over unnecessarily. Yes, there's going to be some times where it happens, but these interceptions were regrettable and unfor- unfortunate. Additionally, there was – the real problem to me beyond that was with the defense. I don't even feel like it was defensive play. I think it was the penalties that this defense got continued hit with. They were really actually doing okay until they extended these drives. So and it and it turned out like this, guys. It was Teddy Bridgewater leads to uh, decent field position for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The defense plays pretty well. Third down, you get a third and ten or a third and eleven. You get a third and four at one point, and then what do you get? You get uh, a late hit by Derek Brown. Two Derek Brown penalties extended th- on third downs which was problematic. So you, it was just like a calamity of errors. Go ahead, Greg. No, I just wanted to touch on what CK was saying. I think he put it perfectly. You know, uh, you can't not blame Teddy, uh, Teddy Bridgewater for this game, but you also do have to blame the defense. You know, I can say they both had their moments where they played really well because the defense had a lot of stops in this game. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, there, were, there were a lot. I mean, I wouldn't say three and out stops, but there were a lot of drives that didn't fruit anything for uh, Tampa Bay. And, I mean, we sh- almost shut them out until the fourth quarter. In the second half, like the whole third quarter, I think we shut them out, didn't we? So, I mean, they played pretty well for the most part, and Teddy Bridgewater played pretty well for the most part. Bridgewater frustrated me because he would have like four or five really good passes in a row. I was like, man, like, okay, I can get behind this. I can do this. And then the interception or the overthrow or the fumble or just something he would do. The intentional grounding. Where was that intentional grounding ball going to? I know they said miscommunication on the – on the. Well, not the he, he just was threw actually it supposed to be the- throwing it to it. That- that sounds like it was a route communication, like miscommunication there. Or it really it. truly was an intentional grounding, and he just threw it, and he knew the pylon is like one of those things that you always throw to. Um, yeah. If you but, throw it out the back of the end zone, I don't think it's intentional grounding. If he would have – but, you know, it's hard to get that mustard on it. Really, guys, I don't want to be too hard on Teddy. I know it's easy, and I know that we're kind of chomping at the bit given – 
the blowback some of the people on the show took last week for being critical of Teddy Bridgewater's play. But aside from it was really that damn screen one, that screen interception at the beginning. You're right, Greg. He shows some he shows moments where look, is that he can do what we need him to do. I truly believe that. If they clean things up, we were all of a sudden we were pushing in this game to uh, tie it up, hopefully, with a team that I believe is going to be in the Super Bowl who has drastically underperformed this year and against a very good defense. So just with that thought in mind, is Teddy Bridgewater's play, it, it's, it was not good today, and it was certainly the reason that Tampa Bay put up so many points. But how bad truly was it? Well, let me illustrate something for everyone here. Our first true deep pass of the game didn't come until damn near the end of the third quarter. And I'm going to give credit where credit's due. At the end of the game, Teddy Bridgewater threw some really nice footballs. Mm -hmm. There was one point where he had a back shoulder throw. uh, I believe it was to DJ Moore. And it was a pretty football. It was a, a great run route. Teddy Bridgewater was, you know, he was throwing the football. But this is what I want to illuminate for everyone. The reason that you didn't see it until so late in the game is because they don't trust Teddy Bridgewater to do that all the time. They had to throw the football at the end of the game because we were down so much. We had no choice but to throw the football. We have seen in the play calling and how this offense is being run exactly what Joe Brady and Matt Rule think about our offense. They know that the only way we're going to be successful is if Teddy Bridgewater is able to dink and dunk around how he was when he was in New Orleans. But there's a fundamental flaw with that. We do not have the football team around Teddy Bridgewater that the New Orleans Saints had last year. Mm-hmm. We don't have their offensive line. We were missing players well, on the offensive line. It's hard to throw deep today. when your offensive line isn't going to be able to hold up. Exactly. And by the way, let's also say that uh, we missed Dennis Daly out there. Uh, and him not being out there was a problem. The interior definitely suffered from that. Um, overall, our offensive line. They really didn't do a good job of giving Teddy a lot of time to throw the football to be able to do anything. But that was also our point. Moving from Cam Newton to Teddy Bridgewater, you have a quarterback that isn't going to be able to extend the play anymore. So the offensive line is even more important than it ever was. On top of that, you're, the, the Tampa Bay defense, they were able to shut down Christian McCaffrey for the most part. We had a few good drives where he had two touchdowns. But this Tampa Bay defense isn't good at bottlenecking Christian McCaffrey. They did it last year. They opened the season doing pretty well against the Saints, actually, uh, in the run game. And they did it again today. So uh, we also see a problem where uh, Derek Brown is a rookie NFL player who's learning how to play NFL football on the fly. So, no, I'm not going to come down on him and, and freak out about how bad you played. Because he did p- play bad football today. He had a, bu- a bunch of unnecessary penalties. Uh, he was uh, bad on cap assignments. He did not play good football. But it's his second game in the NFL, and that's what you should have expected. And that's what people like me and Greg and other people have been saying forever now, that this is probably what this year was going to look like for Carolina. I do think we showed a lot of heart. Uh, there was a lot of drive at the end. We were in the game 
up until damn near the very end of the football game. But then the 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 roster caught up to us, and then Leonard Fournette dealt a body blow, and and that was the end of our game today. Um, I think uh, despite our talent, despite what we have around us, today wasn't a terrible day of football play uh, until until the end of the game. I feel it was a terrible first half. Yeah, what well, that the but, second half was fine, good. I I gotta disagree with uh, with some of these points. One, I think that this is largely Joe Brady's offensive style. And I think that that's what it's meant to be is underneath, underneath Christian, Christian, then deep, right? Is mid, look at the type of receivers we have. You got, uh, I don't know if this is a dink and dunk offense, but I don't think it is, um, like North Turner's old air Corel or whatever it was called, you know, sending four down, lasering these things, right? So I don't see a lot of those like long crossing routes that we have with Turner that's trying to open up the deep route stuff. Now, I am not a play call offensive guru, but I think that Joe Brady's offense has been um, has been fine, right? And I don't think it's been – uh, hesitant to go deep. I don't think it's been. Uh, I think it's been right on pace. The other thing I is don't that, know how you can say that. But okay. well, we've no. put up here. We put up thirty the first week, and we ended up. If we had we not turned the ball over today, we put up seventeen. We would have. We would have had more points. Have yeah, but you said the they're not over. hesitant. Like we didn't start throwing the football until the third quarter. Really. Well, some of that also has to do with the team you're playing. One, you've got to establish the run before these guys, so they cannot just pin their ears back and come after you. Two, I don't think, in many ways, I think uh, Christian McCaffrey had a good day given the the room he had. This guy, any other back in the league, would have had negative yards on today. He was able to turn one yard. Uh, gains into four yard gains. He was able to turn negative one yard uh, gains into four yard gains. Now, did he just smoke this team? No, but I think that this defense is one of the top defenses in the league too. So continuing to, I mean, just at some point you have, the other team has a part in what you can do as well. Not just your team, the offensive line, I'm going to say was not horrendous today. Could have been a lot better in um, run run blocking. But, you know, is that CMC earned every inch today on his own. That defense, um, we were able to. The problem was, even with our defense, they were on the field the whole time. So penalties did kill us. A couple of untimely turnovers <laughs> killed us. But I don't think that this offense looked um, impotent by any means. I, I don't know, man. I just think that if we had, if we had a, a just for example, right, Josh Allen or a, a, a bigger arm quarterback, a Patrick Mahomes, a Justin Herb, Herbert, whatever. If we had a bigger arm quarterback, I don't think that this is uh, the, the same offense that we're looking at. And by the way, Joe Burrow doesn't have the biggest arm either, but they did have good receivers and they were throwing the ball. I mean, they got aggressive. LSU's offense got aggressive last year. So I think it's unfair to to compare the Panthers off the Panthers, a team that has not won in millions of years. It feels like to a national championship offense, 
that was the greatest, one of the greatest football teams in history. Well, it's like, a, like well, no, duh. Me. If I had a Lamborghini, I could go 9,000 miles an hour. But I've got a Pinto. But no, no, we don't. Have we not been saying all year that we actually have good offensive weapons? And you've been working. saying how Robbie Anderson's good. Yes, look, and here, here's working. He, he, here's the issue with the argument: is you're saying that you think the offense looked good, and I, I get we put up set, we put up zero points in the first half. Like any of the time, we would say it's not bad. I mean, you're trying to defend him on the optimistic side, and I get that, but we weren't good. At, scoring is what matters, and like you say, you say, well, if they hadn't had this and they hadn't had this, well, that's great. If we just scored, if we hadn't turn the ball over we would have done this that that still doesn't mean they were good that's putting you know if uh stuff into there that it's putting didn't happen. nuts on yeah you're right a- had we not turned it over we would have scored the fact that we turned it over means that we did bad like i don't there's no other way to look at it i've just think, seen i feel like less potent panther offenses with players that we liked even more in the past and that that, that's, that scored more points i mean like less getting shut out like less in the first half, scoring me we can't say that what we have seen so far is the epitome of what a Joe Brady offense can be. One again, we're no, do, dealing with I, I all agree this. with that. I agree with that. Yeah. So two games. It, it how many touchdowns does Bridgewater have? Mm, that's a actually a good question. How many? Yeah, how, none today. One. He had one. one touchdown in two games in his first two games. Christian McCaffrey got yeah. a lot though. He got mm-hmm. what five? But listen, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. And listen, dude, Christian's a beast. And oh my God! Listen, I don't know even know if y'all if y'all caught this uh, on one of those deep passes that Teddy did throw. Christian McCaffrey put the block on Vita Vea, and dude just stonewalled him. Vita Vea is like three hundred and thirty pounds, and Christian McCaffrey just said, "You ain't touching my fucking quarterback, bro." So, dude, I love CMC. I'm hoping that this injury isn't bad. Again, it's one of those things where. Christian McCaffrey is such an important part of our offense. He's literally our offensive identity. Mm-hmm. Like now that you don't have him, you're already seeing the in, the inabilities of your quarterback. Now you expect him to do even more minus him. Like did any of us know who Mike Davis was before today, or whoever the running back yes. was that we were going to? I actually to in the do, Mike. I know Mike Davis only for one reason, and I actually didn't know he was until my friend reminded me. He played for South Carolina. About in 2016, 2015 or 2016, and he had a 12-minute drive against the East uh, against the East Carolina Pirates as a running back. He is clock killing Corey Dillon. Right? Uh, he, a 12-minute like drive. What does that even mean? I don't even know that how that even happens. Um, Greg, what I mean by this though is that the offense isn't bad. Is that Teddy did not play well today, but the offensive line is is better than average for us, or at least in our historically. Um, uh, we've we've shown that we got some fight in us when it comes off. We've got the best running back in the league. We've got Robbie Anderson. We've got DJ Moore. These guys are showing up. So I don't think the offense is um, is bad. I just I think today turnovers and penalties hurt you, and you can't have that when you're not the superior team. We were about yeah. we were very close to getting into winning this damn game or getting back into this game until, oh, I didn't, what do you guys think about the, well, here, we'll, we'll pause that. Let's go ahead. Let's jump into a couple of cat calls so we don't just go overboard, see what the fans got to say, and then we'll come back. I want you guys to be thinking about uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, fourth and two touchdown. 
play, right? Wasn't it fourth and two? Mm-hmm. As yeah, well and a third as and three. I'm interested on the onside kick. I don't know if I like that uh, choice there, but let's go to the cat calls. The number's 252-228-5098. What's going on, y'all? It's Darius from Raleigh. I'm talking to Cody on Twitter right now. Man, I've joined the dark <laughs> up, side. I just suck it. I want, I want sunshine. I want Trevor Lawrence. Hey! Whatever happens. He's with, the, he's with you now. Um, just got to roll with the punches and enjoy that football is back. But, God damn, we did not show up to play. The game's still going on, but these penalties and everything, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. A lot of new faces, you know. New head coach, new offensive coordinator, new defense coordinator. I knew it was going to be rough, but God, Lee, we don't even look like we wanted to play today. This is rough. This um, must have been pre four. We need quarter. a bigger corner on the outside. I Amen know John to that. got that interception. Yeah. I told y'all. Big ups to him. But we need a big physical corner on the outside. Yeah. Um, we don't really have anyone to match up with these physical receivers in the NFC South. No. Um, but – it's going to be a wild ride, and all we got to do is strap in, keep pounding. Mm-hmm. It looked keep like pounding. it was going to be a long, long day in that first half, 21 to nothing. And just every time the Panthers seemingly were poised uh, to get a little bit back in the game, the end of the second quarter, something disastrous would happen. And it was largely because of Teddy. Right, and I and I'm I'm trying not. To, I don't want to see. I'm not, I'm not going to be a Teddy hater just to be a Teddy hater, but when you are um, a quarterback like Cody Lashney says, which is limited arm talent, right? Um, this when you don't have that elite level arm talent, you have to be a higher. You have you have to be a smarter quarterback, and that comes in taking sacks like not taking sacks, that comes into throwing it away at the right times. And what we saw Teddy try to do was a little bit too much at times early in this game, I feel like. There were times where he felt the pressure and he still just decided to throw the ball, right? And mm-hmm. and, and that was the fumble. Was that the fumble one? or the? Do you guys remember that one where he, he's climbing the pocket and he yeah, tries he climbing to arm the it? I don't know. Jason yeah. Just knock the ball out. I do like his pocket presence, but if he is going to be what they said he's what what we need him to be, he can't make these types of mistakes. It's just that mm-hmm. simple. We cannot have two turnovers. Well, he can't really have any turnovers. You can't have more turnovers than touchdowns if you're a quarterback. By the way, uh shout out to Darius for mentioning uh uh how we need bigger cornerbacks. How about James Bradbury today balling out for the Giants? I think he had two interceptions, uh, and we let him go. I, I know he went and snatched one of them. So, uh, yeah. Oh, that was an incredible out. interception, by the way. Yeah, it really was. And, Tony, I'll give you this, man. You've been on this, I feel, the longest, uh, that our cornerbacks are just too little. They're, they're, it's not – you know, it, it's one thing if you have crazy hips and you're always jumping, making a play on the football – but in this division, man, when you're playing Mike Evans, like Tom Brady hit that back shoulder throw on Mike Evans, and there was just nothing that Dante could have done about it. He wasn't really even in bad alignment. Like he was, he was close to Mike Evans, but dude, he just doesn't have the the range to be able to be physical with those types of guys. 
and and it, it's a problem, and I think it's going to continue to be a problem going forward. I mean, we are in one of the worst divisions in football for for not being able to defend against the pass. We have not had, and even with James Bradbury, he still wasn't uh, a guy that could play man and shut down one side of the field. No. You know, and that's no. what you kind of need is you need in this league on a defense, I feel like you need an elite player at every level, right? And um, you need an elite player. or t- I'd rather have two elite players on the defensive line and one in the secondary rather than one, one in the linebackers and stuff like that. But – we haven't had an elite player in the secondary ever, right? I mean, by the way, Charles Herbert Bob- is actually starting, guys. Did you guys know that? Yeah, I said it earlier. Oh. I don't know if you heard. Uh, Sorry, I didn't hear it. Let's go, go ahead, ahead and go to the next call. Um, I think this is Darius. Darius Morales again. Hey, if we score right here at the top of the fourth quarter, it's a game. Um, I called in earlier. I'm still, I'm still on the sunshine train, so don't worry, Cody, but – we showing some fight, and I think the big sign of that is that Matt Rule hasn't lost his team. I know it's early, but, hey, you can lose a team really early in the season. So I think that's a bright sign. He hasn't lost the team, and they're still willing to um, fight for him. So <clears throat> if we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. Keep pounding. I feel like uh, we're getting a lot out of players that are really nobodies. When it comes yeah. to like our defensive, just think of our defensive front. You got these guys like Kerr, this uh, Hamilton. What was his name? Is like uh, Jefferson Hamilton. Hamilton. And, and, and he just came up from the practice squad, right? And, and these guys are producing. I thought today our run defense. If you and I'm sorry, Greg, because you're gonna say ifs, ifs and buts. I know that. That Fournette run at the end really distorted the play that we had had all game today, right? Is that we were not getting gashed as easily as we were the last week uh, against the Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, let's just briefly talk about that. In the What do you guys think you saw the coaching staff today? I want to say this is I agree with what Mark Schlereth was saying when it came to Joe Brady is he didn't panic as a play caller. I thought that was important. Down 21, you don't just all of a sudden start chunking it like crazy. Now, he did get more aggressive. You saw he had to pass the ball more, but I don't feel like it was like, oh, crap, panic mode from Joe Brady. Um, Then the team comes out, did not find immediate success in the third quarter, but going into the fourth, a lot of fight in them. Where does that come from, guys? Is that a reflection, like Darius is saying, of the coaching staff? I, I think it has a little bit to do with that. Yeah. I mean, you got to, if the team, he obviously hasn't lost the team, like he was saying, uh, because they would have just given up 21 nothing in Madden that you'd stop playing the game. You know, you'd skunked. I mean, and that's kind of what it felt like going into halftime, but you're yeah, right. They did have a lot of fight come out towards the end. And the defense, like you said, the, the run defense, while it wasn't super impressive, it did look better than last week against two backs that I think a combination of these two backs is better than what we faced last week with just Jacobs. So, I mean, I do see improvement there. Uh, but I agree with Caller. I don't think he's lost the team yet because you wouldn't have seen that fight otherwise. Yeah, I do not feel like uh, uh, the uh, chat's been pointing out something too. Shaq Thompson has just been non-existent. You know, I was thinking about that. Is that when they said that um, to hear Whitehead was a captain? Was the why I'm like is wondering it what's Shaq? Happened? 
I don't know. I do want to ask a question about that captain thing, though. Why is Teddy Bridgewater wearing a captain shirt with two stars on? He's been with the team his first year with the team. I have no idea. Honestly. I don't know what the stars mean. Yeah. The stars are how many years you've done. You get the four star, a star for each year, and once you get to four, it turns to. If you get to your fifth year, it turns to that gold C. Oh you see the wow! Players wear. Man, that's so. Cool. Learn something. Yeah, but I don't know why he's wearing a two-year captain star, captain pass. Yeah, I mean, listen, Chad Thompson, uh, it's he has not been good, and and let let's be real. For the past few years, we've been whelmed by Shaq Thompson. Yep. I mean, he hasn't he's never done anything super special. I still remember him letting uh uh not wrapping up on Alvin Kamara at the goal line in the playoffs. Just I mean, I remember yeah, I remember all that shit. And I think that um it, it's even it says something that we brought in to rear Whitehead to middle back uh, a four three defense instead of the guy who has been on this team for what five years now? And we paid, has, yeah, but that we yeah. paid, played alongside Luke Kickley, played alongside Thomas Davis, and it, it still it's like, dude, our, our second level is terrible. Leonard Fournette uh, gashed two big runs today. I mean, two of them, and then the final one was to the house. It's like, man, uh, we are on the second level. We're we're not able to to cover. Uh, we're not able to um, like follow those crossing routes. To rear Whitehead is a penalty machine. Anytime anyone comes by him, his hands he's all over them. Uh, How do you and then get again, a hold like, on like, someone's skin? Did you yeah, see and that? Is it's it? like he got a handful of skin. You usually see people get a handful of jersey. He grabbed the guy's arms. It was Gronkowski's arm skin. He's got to peel his face off like homeboy did in the boys. Oh, man, that was rough. And, and why is it that every time the Panthers are trying to rally, it's like you can almost depend on a stupid Tarir Whitehead penalty. Mm-hmm. It's like, man. And then to bring it back to what Darius is saying, if we don't have big physical players in our backfield, like, Trey Boston isn't going to tackle. We know that that guy can't tackle. That's not what we paid him to do. We paid him to be a ball hawk. But now we have all these other little guys, too, and your uh, second level is bad, and our defensive – how about this? We're never going to see Shaq Thompson do anything great ever. I mean, not Shaq Thompson. Uh, uh, K.K. Short. Dude, K.K. Short's done. As far as I'm concerned – K1 Short might as well never play another fucking oh, snap. Man, for I hate to hear that. He has been one of my favorite Panthers since 2012. Uh, it, I yeah. Even though, despite a lot of these things we're saying about the defense, they did give Brady and that offense some problems today. And no, the, uh, maybe one or two people gave him problems, and that was Burns. And we got no interior pressure. I whatsoever. wanted to. Yeah. Burns no, no sacks. I thought Burns second, had a good day today. Second yeah. week in a row. Second week in a row, the Carolina Panthers have scored zero sacks. On the team that gave up seven defense. last week, guys. Yeah, we should address some defensive players. What the hell are we thinking? Hey, it's, yeah, it's almost like we should have drafted, <laughs> hey, it's almost like in order to better our pass rush, we should have drafted a defensive lineman at seven. Oh, wait a minute, we did just <laughs> that, dude. We did yep. just that, and it still doesn't matter. You're still getting blown off the football. Now, again, um, I want to reiterate what I said earlier. I'm not selling the ship all my stock on Derrick Brown. I do think he has a lot of potential to be a very important player for this defense. 
But again, it just looks like we have a rookie defense who's learning how to play football in the COVID era. Like it's it fucking sucks. You know, I'll tell you though, rookie or not, with with Derek Brown, doesn't make an excuse for that late hit. Just doesn't. That's a late hit. There, there's no way yeah. you think that guy's not down. Yeah, dumb play. And it and was. I, I can't stand that. It was the way the hit went. He, it looked like yeah, yeah. It looked like it was. Uh, he looked like oh, he like was it. doing a wrestling move where he <laughs> can was I, like, uh, can I pinpoint the comment? I do want can you I to get. Yeah, you uh, need, can you elaborate me, on the KK me, stuff to clarify? Say again. Some people in the chat room have some questions about your comments about KK being done, given that he did not play today. Can you just clarify what you mean by that? He was done the first game yeah, of the season like, last year so, as well. Listen, he missed all of last season. He didn't do anything in the season opener, and now he's hurt again. So I'm saying, what can you reasonably expect from K1 Short now? And again, put away your optimism. Put away your pessimism, too. What can you reasonably expect from K1 Short? Is he going to come back and be everything that our defense needs? Maybe, but we haven't seen him in over a year, and when we did see him, he didn't do shit. And now he's hurt. We don't even know the severity of the injury and what really what he's dealing with. So, I mean, you're, what you're looking at on our defense is pretty much what you're going to get. Like, Derek Brown is our guy right now. Brian Burns did have a good game. He had a few pressures. But a, a lot of the problems with him are he still doesn't have that play strength that uh, uh, an edge in a 4-3 really needs to have. And I wanted to pinpoint uh, J-Dub. Shout out J-Dub in the chat. Uh, he says this three three five has to go. And you do see a lot of three three five in college. But the reason why you're seeing it now is because they know that we have to drop that many players back into coverage. Like, in order to defend the pass, we need all hands on deck. So that's why they're doing it. Uh, and that's pretty much kind of what we have to do right now. So... It's tough, man. I don't know that K1 Short is ever going to come back and be the player that you want him to be. It really, and he's on the last year of his deal. No, he's not on the last year of his deal. He's got two left, I think. I thought this is no. Last year. His deal last, goes on forever, bro, and it is a shit ton of money. I love. K- he's been a, one of my favorite. Trade, trade him. One trade of, him. No, you're not going to be able to. Yeah, I mean, who's right. going to take him? I do feel like this, the foot injury that has kept him out this week does lend a lot to your point. It feels sort of like an end cap to our, to suspicion, right? Is that you trying to give player, you trying to give people the benefit of the doubt, deteriorating play, the what, 2018 injury, 2019, 2020, you think, okay, KK might have a last go in him as a year or, you know, just one season left where he can be, a veteran leader and now gone because of that it does hurt i wish that you know you hate to see that the way it ends for players uh and you hope it's not the end but i it does feel like a sort of end cap to that point let's go to the next call 252-228-5098 what's up c3 fam chef jeff here chef Got done jeff, watching the game just watched the uh, last touchdown make it 31 17 um yeah, not, like I said, my, my tip sucks like I was not last week because I, I honestly just I want to tank for a good quarterback, and uh, I don't I don't see us getting better. Um, I see the same old same old shit. 
especially from the defense. I mean, we we don't even have a defense. Like we we might as well just I don't I don't know I don't know what the fuck to do. We don't have a defense. We don't have a quarterback. Um, I I would like for them to be competitive. Um, honestly, they looked less competitive today. I know they made it look good there in the fourth quarter, but I just, I don't know, man. This season is, goes right along with the, the 2020 year, I guess. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> I feel that. I don't really have much to say yeah, other than that. I guess, uh, I feel like this is how it sounded at the at that halftime. You know the future. <laughs> thing some some things do look good. Um, I I think some of the young guys on defense look good, and I think uh, our offensive line is looking better than it did last year, which isn't saying much. That that isn't that high of a bar, but um, I, I don't know, man. I'm I know it's only two games in, but I just I I don't know if this is if we're moving in the right direction. I just don't feel like we are. Like I said, it's only two games, so what the fuck do I know? But I'll be listening. Keep pounding, guys. Keep pounding, man. I don't know if I feel that bad. I do feel like I, that was my feeling at the end of the first half, is that once those turnovers, I was like, oh, God, this is what really was supposed to happen this season. It's going to be a long game. It's going to be a long season. Uh, they did bring some excitement at the end and some fight. Uh, any reactions to Chef Jeff's call? So, yeah, let me go first, man. Let me talk to my cousin. Let me first say this, that there's been this thing going on on our podcast and on Twitter for a few weeks now. And it's, you know, what kind of Panther fan are you? Are you one of those winos that's crying that Cam Newton's gone? Oh, you miss Cam. Wah, wah, wah. Move on. Teddy Bridgewater's the quarterback of this team, and we believe in him, and we're going to go and win football games, and you're all bad Panther fans. Hmm. Well, were we bad Panther fans, or did we just have realistic expectations about what this football team actually is? And I think that's exactly what I've been doing. I think that's what Greg's been doing. That's been what a lot of people have been doing. And listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come on here and lie every Sunday. I don't care if the Panthers lose every game this year. Cause I know there's a light at the end of this tunnel. But it, it, might doesn't, it, it doesn't even have to be Trevor Lawrence. I would love Justin Fields on this football team. I would love Trey Lance on this football team. It's like this year is a rebuilding year. We have rookie players everywhere, and Teddy Bridgewater is who we thought he was. It's like everybody's got to start looking at the glass half full here because if you're hoping that the Panthers are going to pull this out of their ass and come back and bounce back and be a good football team, one, I want some of whatever you're smoking, and number two, don't be upset and, and mad at us when we tell you that your feelings are going to get hurt in the process. Mm-hmm. They yeah. have Chargers just blocked the extra point. Jerks. Come on. Wow. Uh, next call. Oh, wait. Actually, go ahead. If anybody's got any other I, I just want to touch on something real quick we were talking about before about people in the chat room defending KK, asking why Cody was saying he's done. 
if you're defending KK Short right now, you better have been a person defending Cam because it sounds like a very, very similar situation if you ask me. I don't think they Cam were out. defending him as much as saying, why do you think it's – why are you okay. so determined – you know, like very uh, conclusive about okay. being done. Uh, next call. I get that. What up, C3? It's your boy, Mike. What's up, Mike? A.K.A. Supreme <laughs> Lee. What's up, bro? So, not too surprised. Um, it's what we expected this season. Uh, still hurts, though, you know, being a, a diehard fan since 01 when we, uh, at that time, uh, tied the record for uh set or tied the record for most consecutive games lost. We went one and fifteen that season. We beat the Vikings and then we proceeded to lose every game after that. Um so yeah. it's 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 expected but it hurts. I want my team to win. Um Yeah. Teddy's gotta do better with the uh, turnovers, good teams will make you pay for turnovers, yeah. and they seventeen points for there. sure did that. Um, that defense is still a problem. That's why we drafted all defense. Um, gave up a lot of rushing touchdowns last season, and we just gave up two to Fournette. He had twelve rushes for over a hundred yards. Had a big one at the end. The, the last one. Uh, plus yards But still, he Similar ran Robbie it. Ridiculous. Um, Brown was out there with some mental mistakes as far as penalties. Uh, I think they both, both his penalties killed what would have been a third down stop. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to Rashul Rasul Douglas. <laughs> Thing out there, Dante Jackson had a pick. Um, Corn Elder with a nice little pass. Looking all right. I'm so glad. Jeremy Chin. Everybody's shit. Starting that linebacker. I guess uh, they're going to try to convert him, eh? Uh, That's what it looks like. Um, I ain't got no problem with that. Um, What? So what? Considering how our defense is still struggling. How do you think the Panthers would look with had had not Luke Kigley retired? Ooh, uh, interesting season? question. Would we be better? Would be would we still be as bad as we are? Tell me your thoughts on that. All right, boys. So and the pride to that, Unless if anyone else would like to go first, I'll offer it up to go whoever. Uh, listen, man. Luke Kickley, even an older Luke Kickley last year, who we were arguing about missing tackles and whatever, having that kind of intelligence and that kind of guy knowing and studying the opposing offense, you're always a better team with that guy on the field. And I'm telling you, we're hurting without him. Because whenever you have – it's just like with Cam and Luke. We can have the same conversation for both of them. When you have an athlete that's capable of doing so much and they do it every season, and it's like these things become routine to you as a fan. Oh, yeah, Luke is going to be there and he's going to slap Derek Brown on the ass and he'll get into the big gap where he's actually supposed to be and stop the run. Like We don't have that this year. 
And that's why a lot of us are really disappointed in Shaq Thompson. It's like, how have you been in that position or at the linebacker position this long and you're still not able to take the reins of middle linebacker? Like, yeah, no shit. Tareer Whitehead wasn't going to come in here and, and be a, a competent middle linebacker, especially after losing Luke Kingsley. Like, we're hurting because of it. And it we don't have, been have good a alongside Luke Keekley not being replacing Luke Keekley. Good comment from Robbie Switzer on this. Luke recognizes plays. He's a leader and people follow him. We don't have a leader on this defense. Amen. Yep. Amen. We have no leadership yep. on this defense at all. Mm-hmm. He would have not, yeah. we would not be worse with Luke Keekley, right? We would not yeah. be worse with him. Would he make this, uh, would he move how much he would move the needle is you know questionable, but I think it actually would be a lot more than we probably could maybe it's it's hard to quantify, but that leadership, that tenacity, that experience, all of that could help. Um on top of that, I did see someone say that they hate the idea of moving Jeremy Chin to linebacker. They want him at safety, letting him roam a little yeah, bit. I- that's that's where, I mean, that's where he, I feel he should be. Uh, part of the reason why we were okay uh, with our drafts is and, and, and passing on Isaiah Simmons is because he is that physical freak that you're going to be able to put at different positions. He's more of a weapon when you can line him up at different spots. This play is at nickel. Next time he's at the box. Maybe uh, experiment putting him at free safety a few times just because he has that sprinter speed and he can break on the football. But right now we're so depleted at the linebacker position. We pretty he pretty much has no choice but to fill that Sam linebacker role because we have no one else that's really going to be able to do it. So uh, he has to kind of fit a position that isn't really his natural position. I want to highlight yeah. a couple of comments in the chat. One, uh, Ten Tizzy's on fi- fire over here. Whitehead is perfect. Cam is the past. Uh, KK and Teddy are the future, and <laughs> uh, sarcasm reigns supreme in the chat room right now. Uh, and also, <laughs> Brother Herbert's in the house, and he said that Whitehead is playing better than Shaq. And, I mean, Shaq has been uh, kind of non-existent. The problem with Whitehead is that he's just been a penalty machine at this point. Much like Derek Brown was today, penalty machine, these were problems for us. Uh, you know, and I, I get this. is uh, I, w- I do want to shout out uh, Dante Jackson. Dante Jackson with a, you know, he got a flat tire last week with the ankle injury. The last coaching staff was so infuriated by him. I don't feel like he has been playing undisciplined, or he he played undisciplined today. I thought he played made some good, smart plays. Some of the problem was is just like how the hell is he ever going to deal with Mike Evans? It's an impossibility, that type of thing. And you saw that's probably why Russell Douglas started today because of the size of Mike Evans out there and having the bigger corner. Um, so all interesting points. I do want to shame the chat room though. There's 76 people watching the C3 Panthers podcast post game show, and there's only 30 likes right now. And I know y'all love us. I know y'all like it. You show up every damn week. You come out here on Tuesdays and listen to us talk for three hours. So do me a solid. Smash that little thumbs up button. Hell, hell, even if you want to give me a thumbs down, you can do that. I'd also like for you to tell one friend or five about the show. 
Send them the link. Retweet it. What's so hard? Does everybody, I, I think everybody in this chat, in, in the podcast with me knows, what does Tony do when he sees y'all's links floating around the internet? He shares them. Mm-hmm. That's what I do shares. for people. I do. Because you know what? We got to grow. We got to get. We got to reach people. We got to cut and pierce through the noise of idiocy and grow mm-hmm. Panther Nation through all this together. Remember, this is part therapy here on Sundays now. 252-228-5098. Yo, just finished watching the Panther game. Uh, I'm with Cody. We're tanking, man. I thought bringing Teddy Bridgewater would, you know, I thought, oh, we're not taking We bring him in. But he's just there to help Trevor Lawrence when we draft him. Um, you know, we still were in the game. We only we gave up four fucking turnovers, mm-hmm. but you know, shit, dude. That's the reason we got rid of Cam, because we're gonna be rebuilding for the next three to five years till we be competitive. And Cam's not gonna last that long, but three to five years. So obviously, we gave it up on Cam because we're like, yeah, he ain't gonna last that long. But uh, Trevor Lawrence, yeah, next year. Should be dope, but ain't gonna matter with our defense, so you know. I hear him. Those Panthers, I guess. (laughs) All right, let's just power through. Hey man, shout out your boy uh, Jay Cryer. Jay Cryer's in the house. Jake Fry is in the house. My man, dude, uh, I was just telling somebody about Ibiza the other day and how I gotta get there, homie. Uh, two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Wing it, North Carolina. I just want to say that uh, no matter how this game went and turned out, I really appreciate the fight from the team. Starting twenty one zero is a hard thing to bounce back from, and I know zero and two is a tough. But even though I'm an I'm an Alabama fan, I'm fine with this in our pursuit for Trevor Lawrence. I hey. saw a lot of good and a lot of bad in this game, but I feel like we made a lot of progress since the last game. To be honest with you. I, I even think that Teddy played exceptionally well for consider all things considered he had a ton of pressure in his face and I thought he did what he could to carry this team. But um I hate that C Mac went out, but I think that it was honestly precautionary for the rest of the season and uh Matt Rule honestly had no intention of winning this game and also risking the sixty five million dollar man. That's just that's my thoughts, you know what I mean? And uh, I think Curtis Samuel needs to step it up because I didn't. I saw him a couple times on runs, but not many catches. And I think if he don't pick something up soon, he's going to be out of here next season. But, hey, um, I love the podcast. And, uh, you know, keep pounding, my friends, and your thoughts. Have a good day, guys. Bye. Um, I think that it comes somewhere in between that caller. The the appropriate assessment of Teddy Bridgewater comes falls somewhere in the middle between that caller and this comment in the chat room from Jeremy Simpson. To be real, you couldn't tell a difference between Kyle Allen and Teddy. Yeah. I think that goes I, a little I, far. I, I think that's too far. Did y'all see my tweet on Twitter? I put, man, Kyle Allen got a tan this summer. I don't know why he's wearing those gloves, though. Wrong. I think that Teddy Bridgewater goes through his reads more, and he does. He is more active at the line. You know, he knows the game a little bit more. I feel like he looks pretty comfortable at times, and he's not panicking. 
a lot. I, I think he's fine. I think he's been playing fine except for this. He made three or four bone boneheaded plays today that we would have seen Cam arguably make at times too, right? Take a sack when he shouldn't have, right? Try to make a little bit more out of something. That fumble was him trying to do more than he could at that point. The real problem was this, is that if you were going to be competitive in this game, you can't play from behind against a team that's got Tom Brady in it. And when you turn the ball over unnecessarily with that screen pass, that pretty much just sealed the deal from the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. Because we were moving the ball competently. You're like, oh, man, this is going to be a good game. I'm definitely going to get over in this shit. Nope. That screen pass, you know, and and haven't we seen Cam do something similar to that? It not be the same exact mistake. Cam would have like either just like thrown at the guy right in front of him or thrown it 40 yards downfield. I don't know what Teddy was doing on that screen pass. Um, good news, though, today. And good news, Sly was perfect. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, he's something. <laughs> he's something. He made all his extra points. And uh, I think Robbie Anderson has some fight in him or is a good player. I'm trying to think of some other things that stuck out to me. Anything else from that call right there? Oh, I agree 100% now that you guys pointed it out about the Christian McCaffrey being precautionary with that. Is that, look, are you really going to win? Now you're down 14 or whatever, this and that. Let Christian, let's let's not make it worse. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if the old staff would have necessarily done that. Yeah, no. ankle injuries are tricky too because they linger and they're very, very easy to reaggravate. So probably a good call. Um, and, and the again, Chargers like are beating the Kansas City Chiefs right now, dude. Thirteen yeah, to six. They are. Uh, I don't care with Kansas City. Give them eight minutes left, down twenty-one on the find away. Just, just wait. <laughs> that Trevor game Lawrence. Is Let's see. Let's see what he does. It's like on pause right here for me. They're drawing the play up. Touchdown, because guess what? He's got a cannon. Mm-hmm. Oh, J- Justin Not Herbert? Trevor Lawrence, whoever. Justin, what is, what's his name? Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Let me flex my big draft tech muscles. Callers talk shit about my shoulders and how small they are. But let me draft and flex my big draft muscle shoulders. I told y'all Justin Herbert was going to be a good fucking quarterback. Now it's early. It's very early. But Justin Herbert's already playing playing great, man. They put the offense in his hands. Dude, he just needed a chance to be in an offense that he could find a rhythm in that wasn't changing all the time. But whatever. I digress, man. I'm just a, a boastful soul, man. <laughs> Jeremy Simpsons asks, what does Teddy do better than Kyle Allen? I'll say one thing is he's more than a one read quarterback. Yes. He, he goes through, go his, through his progressions very well. Okay? And that and that's where I see that was the real Kyle Allen limitation. All right, next call. Hey fellas. This is Zach from Winget, North Carolina. Oh, that was the last call. Hey, uh this is your boy Mike. So later again. How about uh so I'm watching the Falcons and Cowboys. How about the Falcons <laughs> totally <laughs> in on that onside <laughs> kick? Oh, my gosh. If you all can watch the replay on that again, what a bonehead-ass play by yours mm-hmm. truly, the 28-3 Falcons. Oh, yeah. my God. All right, y'all. They watched it. Yeah. 
Dan Quinn, bro, the, Dan bro, Quinn the, doesn't the, make it past this season as a coach. Bro, the Falcons choked harder than Jeffrey Epstein. Real talk. <laughs> that's just what they do, man. That's, that, that's Atlanta football. That's Bro, it doesn't matter what you're talking Atlanta Falcons, Georgia Bulldogs, Atlanta Braves. Dude, it, I'm telling you, there's like a curse down there, and it's real. It's really, really real. I think uh, I think we should make a montage of the, the highlights and – uh, mix it with that. Uh, is it Cardi B song? Touch that little. Uh, I want to gag. I want to choke. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Swing in the back of my throat. <laughs> Jeez, y'all are on fire. All right. 252-228-5098. Don't be a bunch of slubs. It doesn't take much to smash a thumbs up button. All 25 of you who haven't right now. Um, let's keep going through with these calls. Hey, guys. It's Joey. So, yeah, it looks like David Pepper needs to start uh, looking around Charlotte for statue builders because uh, we're going to need to commission an artist to build a statue of Trevor Lawrence. Ah. You know, might, might as well get a head start on that process because mm-hmm. looks like he's coming to town. And if he doesn't do good, well, we'll just do what we did with the statue of Jerry Richardson, probably throw it in the Catawba River. <laughs> Anyway, first half sucked. Don't know what that was. Not that I saw it, but still. <laughs> you don't have to see it to know that it sucked. Oh, <laughs> Blind Panther I was jokes. listening on the radio, though, and the uh, second half was great. The second half, we played great, but we had screwed up so bad during the first half that it didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. So... And then CMC got hurt, and it's just, you know, come on, David Tepper. Time to find some statue builders. That's all I could say. Cody, I know you're happy about that one. (laughs) Anyway, I didn't know Panthers lived in tanks, but I guess a species called the Carolina Panther does reside in tanks. And you know how it is. Wow, wow. wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I love uh, it. I love it. Big love injury it. today throughout the NFL. I saw uh, one of the Bosa's, the one that plays for the 49ers, got hurt. Or Saquon ACL. Barkley's hurt. It's torn ACL. Him and Saquon. Oh, God. So, uh, by the way, Nick Bosa left, uh, left early, too. Uh, they had to cart him out. So, yeah, that's what we were saying. Nick Bosa got the coronation. Uh, dude, it's almost like instead of doing their normal due diligence and preparing their bodies, the whole world was forced to quarantine. <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, I, I kind of I had like a moment uh, a few nights ago where I'm like, man, I wouldn't be surprised if this season just gets rough. And hey, dude, let's hope that Christian McCaffrey uh, – isn't a, a name added to that list? I mean, we we don't know yet, um, you know, what he's dealing with. If it's just something minor, we hope it's something minor, of course. But I don't know. It's going to be rough. If he is still hurt, if he if it is not something that is an immediate fit, like it's just like a simply a sprained ankle that's gone away, right? He better not play. Like if they put him in hurt at all, I'm going to be upset. Cam Newton all over again. 
Uh, yeah, I was about to say, you mean what they should have done with Cam Newton? Yeah, mm-hmm. that 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 would be a good idea, especially right. if you're not playing. Can, can I can I ask a question though for people because I know there's a lot of people out there that are defending, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, talking about how great he's playing and everything else. And now we're starting to hear a lot more people talk about tanking and how they're they're ready to tank. And this is only week two because week one they're like, well, it's only week one, and now it's week two. Yeah. And we have a lot of people are saying, oh, I'm ready to tank. So they gave up. A lot of people, yeah. not saying you did, Joey, but a lot of people were giving up that quickly. At what point in time, if, like, say Teddy Bridgewater does win two games and he has a game like this every game, at what point in time are we going to stop saying, well, Teddy Bridgewater did really well if he wins two games? Like, well, I, I, even I just, I if just Teddy know. Bridgewater and, does really well, he's going to win two games. That's why I bet you that. But but how, though? How, how is he going to – how do you consider that doing well if you only win two games? I I mean, dude, I think it's kind of what I mentioned earlier, man. There's a portion of that fan base that it's just fans no matter what, man. It's the Panthers, so we're cheering for them Mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But whatever, man. Like uh, so many of us uh, got shit on uh, Brandon Herbert (laughs) uh, for defending (laughs) Cam Newton at every single turn, which I felt like we were both uh, very fair on, on Cam Newton. Um, but can I make another prediction real quick while it's on the front of my mind? Yeah. Curtis Samuel will be a really good NFL football player. It's just not going to be with the Panthers. I don't mm. think. They're not using him. They're using him in the most like ridiculous ways. And maybe he's not better than, than Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore. Oh, but I, yeah. maybe, hey, listen, it's a possibility. But also, I kind of right feel there, like Greg. Curtis, I kind of yeah. feel like Curtis is a little dejected because he knows that he's on another team with another quarterback that can't utilize his skill set the way it needs to be. Curtis Samuel is a deep threat. Curtis Samuel should be hauling ass down the field on go routes like Tyreek Hill. That's the kind of receiver that he is. And we just don't have a reliable quarterback to be able to get him that ball. So mm-hmm. uh, this is the last year of his deal. He's probably not going to be a Panther fan or a Panther next year if I'm a Batman. He'll be a Greg, Chief next year. To what I mean by <laughs> is that Teddy can play well and we still only win two games would be like if I bagged a supermodel and I only lasted 10 minutes, two minutes. Yeah. You yeah, know I know. Like it's I played, I mean, like we. We would play well. I played well for the circumstances. I was about to say 10 minutes. That's admirable, dude. I know. Shit, that would have been like, that would have been cam style. But you, you, oh, you're, oh, you're overachieved on 10 yeah. minutes. But like, is that here's the end of the day is that he can't overcome the defense, the offensive line. Oh, gosh. Yuck. <laughs> Bad jokes all around. Uh, yeah. uh, Justin Herbert says you're fair, just blind. He said you're not fair, you're just blind. Okay, cool. I'm blind. Yeah, I'm always right. Everybody wants to call. Brandon Herbert wants to cuss me out. I'm wrong. I'm stupid. I'm inflammatory. And then I end up being right, just like I was James about Bradbury. James Bradbury, big day today, uh, Justin Herbert. Hey, guys. Yeah. Joey. Oh, let's see. Next call. Oh, God, where do I even start? Um, one, I'm just, I'm thankful. I'm grateful. I'm appreciative. I'm just, I'm very grateful that I can be upset 
about a Panthers loss because that is so much better than being upset that we couldn't have a football season at all. So I'll take that moral victory. But, dear God, where do I start with this team? Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't have five on it anymore. Okay, Big Cat? I don't have five on anything that has to do with Teddy Blandwater or boring <laughs> as shit water or Mr. Mediocre. I want to see P.J. Walker. I know I'm the only person that watched the XFL, but, dude, no, I not. watched that Houston team, and that was some exciting football to watch. I know, again, it was the XFL, but for God's sakes, we, we're, we're two games into this now, and I'm done with Teddy backup. Let me see. I mean, if we're just going to tank or if we're going to have a crappy season, let me. I want to see P.J. Walker. I don't want to see Will Greer until he cuts that damn hair, because that's just ridiculous. <laughs> you look like crap, Will Greer. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. Anyway, the clock <laughs> management was ridiculous. Um, I mean, if we've got a 30-year-old up there in the booth who who grew up playing Madden, should he not know that he's got two timeouts? I mean, and... and <sighs> the two-minute warning was a problem today. I want to see some excitement. I want to see P.J. Walker yeah. and all the way through the rest of the season. And maybe that'll get you your... Your your long haired golden boy quarterback from Clemson, um, I mean maybe PJ Walker will suck, but he was exciting as hell in the XFL. Go Panthers! Go Panthers! What are the odds that that Bridgewater gets sat for for Walker? Let's just say we're zero and nine. Or is there any chance he gets sat for Bridgewater gets sat? Um, I mean I don't know, man. Like at, at that point. I kind of think you just run that train into the ground. I mean, you paid the man. It's like, again, I don't know how much we're going to hear it now, how much we're going to hear it today or in the next coming days, but you can't get mad at us for continuing to bring up Cam Newton because at the end of the day, the Carolina Panthers made a financial decision that Teddy Bridgewater was going to be the quarterback of this team over the quarterback that they already had on contract for another year. Mm-hmm. And another thing I put out on Twitter, but think of how loyal Cam Newton is. He was willing to come back this year on this football team. Let me tell you, this was not going to be a victory for us today if Cam Newton was on the football team. Like Cam would have made it better, a lot better, but still, man, like this is not a good football team. It was a team that was rebuilding, and he was willing to come back on the last year of his deal with no guaranteed money to his name. And yet, this is how the 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 Panthers choose to replace him with this fucking guy. Come on, dude. Well, Bridgewater's on. on pace for eight touchdowns and twenty-four turnovers this year. So I mean, we're he, he's things are looking up. You know, just after two games. Yeah. Well, Hope Cam would be helpful. on pace for zero touchdowns. But like nine thousand rushing touchdowns at this point. Well, if, still, if still seven points. Trended out. I'll take it. Uh, seven points. You know, uh, I wonder is this is something we hadn't thought of, and I feel like it's not right. But is there any sense that we would have been too good with Cam, and that potentially this is a way to 
tank with Teddy? No, I don't I mean, know. If, if they wanted to do that, Kyle would have been the the go to. Yeah, why, I agree. Why why like put that three year contract on the board with that guaranteed money and then hurt us from a cap perspective next year or the year after if our intentions are really to go with a quarterback next year? Like I, I really don't believe in my mind this was not an intention of of, of tanking. I think they came out. That's why you see this team continue to fight. You don't see people just sitting over there. You see Teddy still coming out with a smile on his face, not because I think that he's arrogant or anything like that, but because I think he's, he honestly is having, you know, he has fight. He wants to be able to win. He wants to do the right things. But, you know, and, and they say, what do they call him? They call like he is just cool, calm, cool, and collected, they try to say. Um, and unfortunately, I think you saw that today. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. He didn't get overly rattled, even though he had really made some idiot moves. He doesn't look excited to play at all. He doesn't look happy. He doesn't look like he's having fun. He looks like he is so bored and somewhat scared out there. He's poised, but he's not having fun. Like the, the, he, I never see. Well, I only see a smile on his face when the the game is indefinitely a loss and he's walking on the field. So I don't I never think he's as bad face. as you guys making out, but um, I understand that Teddy today was largely the cause of us not being able to compete. Right. I mean, and sadly, at the same time as he was largely of the cause of when we did compete at times, too. I agree. So it's kind of hard to unravel that. But the turnovers and the penalties cannot happen to bad football teams. No. Um, can I make a mention of what Josh brought up, too, which I wanted us to talk on? Uh, at the end of the game, no urgency. Mm-hmm. The game is on the line. Absolutely. The game is on the line. and The it, end of the half, I get. Yeah. I get the end of the half. But the end of the yeah. game, not and, a, no excuse. And you're mounting a comeback. Like you're trying, to, you're trying to still be in this thing. You're still in this game where Tampa Bay and Tom Brady have been shredding you on the ground through the air. And, and there's no urgency. Like, to me, and hey, I'm going to be fair. I'm going to be honest. I know they're all in their first year. But that's a coaching thing to me. And it's what I said before with Ron Rivera. Like, when you're at the end of the game, dude, put your foot on the pedal. Like, catch them off guard with something. But there's none of that. And there hasn't been for two weeks in a row now. I wanted to see us try to get, and I don't know if we had any timeouts left as the two-minute warning hit in the first half, but that was a problem when we didn't get that kickoff, that field goal. Wasn't that the first half? No, uh, um, no, it was the second half. Is that yeah, uh, yeah? It was at the end of the game. The two minute warning. The two minute warning is that we let it go to the two minute warning rather than getting the kickoff and then getting the two minute warning afterwards. I think that does help. I don't know if it would help actually because then you got to kick off. Right, you'd right. have to have like twelve seconds. You have to have like two minutes, twelve seconds left for it to matter because they've got to right. get one playoff with the two minute warning though. though. Bucks were, I, so. I do want to remind that this defense that we played today was very good. Very good. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that they their were. defensive front has a ton of talent on it. A ton of talent. Their linebacking core is legit. Right? Um, so this was not an easy match for the Carolina Panthers offense. Mm-hmm. And also, it wasn't an easy match for our defense necessarily. So it just that the it felt like we were getting so curb stomped in the first half that that's where it was just like man we cannot play from behind like this if we want to be a good team right mm-hmm. is that yeah. we need to match people a little bit 
or at least slow them down some, right? Is that you can't just look up and the first quarter be over and 21 nothing and you're like, oh, God, this is about to – I thought at one point it was going to be like a college football game where it was going to be like, like – so I, I mean, I, yeah, I was yeah. like uh, – because I was rooting for the over because that was one of my picks on picking with the professor. Don't forget Wednesdays, picking with the professor, I dropped the video. It's not a live show. I'll upload it. And uh, we we hang out with uh, my bookie's head odds maker, and then at the end of the show, I give my picks, uh, the professor's pick, and I need your help. I need you guys to, uh, you know, guide me along and give me some insight. Damn, Chargers are not playing around. This was the this is not good for my picks this week. Um, Brother Herbert still just all over James Bradbury. Uh, next call. Uh, wait, um, I just wanted to, uh, uh, we have a question in the chat. Jeremy Simpson says to everyone yep. on the podcast, what do y'all think Teddy was looking at on that screen pass? I'm assuming it means the one that was intercepted early on. Um, I, I think he had, he, Teddy Bridgewater thought he had McCaffrey on an outlet route and it, it just, it wasn't there and McCaffrey wasn't in the right place or he threw it to the wrong spot. He and just he threw just it made deep. An he threw throw. it five yards deep. He tried to lob it in, and it was just five yards deep. Yeah, yeah. He he also raised a good point. Didn't we beat this defense last year with Kyle Allen? The same defense? No, not the same <laughs> defense. But it wasn't the same defense last year. The no, Bucks I think Vita Vey was hurt. I, think, I mean, yeah, yeah they did. They, have they had a eleven. Lot of the same no, no, people. no. They had eleven returning starters this year. It's the exact same defense. Eleven That that cornerback that they drafted, Carlton Davis, that one interception that he snagged, that shit was dope. Like I I can't even lie. That one interception that uh, that Teddy threw, yeah, it was a bad throw. That and Teddy shouldn't have thrown that ball. There were two guys in the area, but man, Carlton Davis just snatched that shit right out of his hands. Uh, Kudos to him, man. That guy's a dude. 252-228-5098. 252-228-5098. Come on, smash the thumbs up button. Smash the thumbs down button. I don't care. Tell a friend about the show. What do I give up? Next hey, the fan, you already know who the fuck this is. This is your boy Josh from goddamn Massachusetts. There's Josh. And, you know, That's the Josh I've been missing. And after listening to Teddy, I don't, I don't know, you know, Bridgewater, Bridge Over Trouble Water, whatever the fuck kind of bullshit you want to put on his fucking <laughs> lame-ass name, I don't give a fuck. I like, don't give a fuck. Like Eddie Murphy in Delirious in 1986, I don't give a fuck. You can take your kids and take this Bigfoot motherfucking shit and get the fuck out of my town. This <laughs> bullshit. Oh, well, they played the better game and I should have known and this and that. No, no, fuck you, you worthless pile of dog ass shit. <laughs> dog shit. You mean to tell me that you didn't intentionally play a pile of shit? fucking game today. Really? You didn't intentionally play a pile of shit game? Well, if you didn't intentionally do what you did today, then use a worthless pile of shit. You don't belong as an NFL starting quarterback, and maybe your ass should go back to being in third string and Minnesota. soda. I, I don't think that's unreasonable. Go the fuck home, bitch. We ain't here to lose. I. Well, we're going to tank for Trevor. 
Well, today made it pretty goddamn obvious because to me it felt a whole lot like this team just didn't give a shit, didn't give a care, didn't give a fuck, wasn't given a try, wasn't even caring. You know, it's like the Panthers seem to go out and get just forget that a lot of us watch this, we watch this game that we value so much with people who are fans of other teams. And we got to answer to this shit on Sunday. We got to answer to this shit. And what do we have to say? Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I don't know. What do we have to say? What, what the fuck do we really have to fucking say? Bleep it out, beep it out. I don't give a fuck. Play it. Let these motherfuckers know that a lifetime Panthers fan, <clears throat> since I was eight years old, I'm 33 years now. 33 years old now. I'm tired of this shit. Yeah. So either go out and I, win and say that you're going to try to win or go out and just lay on the mat and get it on you. Let somebody fucking just finish all over you like the sad pieces of shit you are. <laughs> Don't pretend. Don't lie to me. Just give me the truth. Just from math. Always pounding. Wishing this team would remember keep pounding. Peace out. Don't at me, motherfuckers. <laughs> JJ <laughs> JJ says they did not play like they didn't care. That's completely unfair. I think it's a little over, a, a little far there. Is that um they did look, they didn't quit. They didn't quit. This team didn't quit, and I've seen teams quit before. I don't know if I've – and we've seen some Panther teams. I won't say quit, but they played – you know, I thought the defense got better in the second half, all right? Yeah. Defense got better in the second half, and so did the offense. But it was too little, too late, and too many mistakes. Yeah. Well, the defense wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible in the first half. 14 of the first 14 points they got were off turnovers, and they had yeah, short fields. Yeah, again, so, I mean, turnovers and penalty. There were – if go back and look at when the penalties occurred, too – Right and uh, on uh, against us on the offensive side as well, right? Um, the one where we got the illegal motion, right? That hurt and set us back. I did have mm-hmm. one question about this, I, and and maybe the people in the chat room, maybe you guys can help me with this. Is the penalty that there was an offsides call uh, mm-hmm. on the on the Bucks, I'm, I'm and sick. then yep. then there was a holding call on that play. And the holding canceled out the offsides. Why is that the case? The offsides penalty, to me, happens first and gives the defense an advantage. And therefore, like the play. You had to hold to make sure your quarterback didn't just get destroyed because you had an advantage. Yeah, I I feel like they should almost whistle the the, the penalty dead once the Panthers completed a penalty. If if he had a if he was unencumbered directly to the quarterback, they do. Like if that happens, like and it's because of the offsides, then that that one hundred percent they'll 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 play you know call it dead because like there is no protection and to let that game that that play continue is just they're trying to allow for a free free play right. because that's something that is you know obviously within the rights of the of the of the offense to be able to continue that game um, or that play. But I think also with that. Like that should be taken into account. If there's a hold, that shouldn't be held against the offensive line for trying to protect their quarterback from getting a blow because <clears throat> the person was offsides to begin with. And it seems to it, me it, very it similar. It seems to me similar 
where I guess what I feel like it should be similar to is kind of like a hockey play, right? Mm-hmm. Is that when, as soon as a penalty is called, if you are maintaining possession of the puck, you get to play until the other team touches the puck, mm-hmm. right? That's why we see teams take uh, shots downfield when there's an offside, mm-hmm. right? You see Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't care. If it's interception, it's going to be it's going to be blown dead on them, mm-hmm. I feel like once that the penalty occurred by the Panthers, they should have blown the whistle and said that would be like the defense touching the puck, kind of. And right. I just it right. seems it seems ridiculous that we are it's offset it's offsetting and the play counts, right? Or did yeah. they have to redo the down? Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe they, they, they had to re- they had to redo the, the play didn't count. They had to redo the whole down, and, and I guess it all depends on whether it's a pre snap penalty that's going to stop the delay or not. Because like uh, too many players in the field, uh, off signs, lining up in the neutral zone, those don't stop the play before the snap because, like you said, it gives them a free chance. But with the Sioux, I didn't I didn't watch it or I remember the play, but I didn't go back and look at the exact where he lined up. You can't say that if he lines up three inches over the over the line that they had to hold to block him. I mean, for me, that's like saying that if there's a guy who was two steps off the field and the quarterback snapped the ball when he's running off and that too many men on the field that they had to hold to stop that extra guy in the field. I mean, I don't now if he's if he's clearly across and he he's you know trying to blitz and he jumps jumps the line, you know, a second before the snap, that's something you're right, that's unabated to the quarterback. They've got to stop that. But I don't think three inches lining up across the, over the line. Right, right. But the thing is, is this is that if you have an advantage as the defense, the advantage exists no matter what. Well, I mean, like there's a rule. It's a rule for a rule. Yeah. I mean, I just don't. don't It seems it sucks when we actually came out worse. Had we have gotten the penalty, I feel like that five yards would have given us a first down. I think I might be wrong. Yeah, we'll have to go. No, no, it was like. No, 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 no. We were like at 17 yards back or something like that. Oh, okay. Like it was okay. not. Yeah, yeah. It might have gotten us closer to the idea of doing a field goal or something. Uh, hey, can I say something real quick? 100%. Too bad. I'm going to do it anyway. Um, <laughs> listen, I feel like I've done very well not talking about Trevor Lawrence. I feel <laughs> like. That's you cute. Know, you feel like that. That is. Because, <laughs> uh, okay, listen, if you do think. That I've talked a lot about Trevor Lawrence. You don't know how much I could be talking about Trevor Wait Lawrence. Wait until week six. Yeah, I'm, I'm just messing with you. Wait yeah. until right. week six. But, and it's like, dude, and okay, and this is the only thing I'll say. If you go and look at the highlights and the clips of the type of routine plays and throws that Trevor Lawrence makes on a routine basis, Yes, they played the Citadel last Saturday, but you know what? He also shreds Ohio State. He also shreds Alabama. He also shreds Notre Dame. Like, I don't understand how you could look at a player like that and be like, nah, nah, I think not. I think I'd rather just let the Panthers, I want the Panthers to win a few more games and not have a shot at a player like that. Like, you can't be mad at people that are already like, oh, well, we're tanking. You know, uh, the rest of the season's over. You might think that that's giving up. But I say, no, we're just looking towards a much better future with a much more capable quarterback than what we have now. So 
I digress, man. I'm going to shut up. I'm a no, fan. I know. I get the point you're making, but I just feel like tanking is worse than building a super team to win a championship. And people get mad about teams that build super teams and buy talent. Right. And I, I feel like tanking is worse than that. Yeah, and I don't, I don't mean that we're making a decision to tank, but it's also why I'm like, you know what? The Panthers were competitive today. They put up a good fight. They, they showed heart at the end of the game, but they lost. Oh well, I'm not really that. Is it that the best case scenario? Again, what we want to see is a team that gets better from week to week. Now, I know it's hard to say that we got better when the quarterback play became more erratic in the sort, but. Um, I would say some of the wide receiver play, DJ Moore kind of reasserted himself. Even after in the beginning of the game, I was starting to worry about DJ not making some of the tough catches, that slant catch, pass. There's some different ones, and they weren't easy catches by any means, but you wanted him to come out and be a dog and be the dog that we want him to be and the one that maybe Steve Smith says he isn't. Um, but we did, I feel like the, the Panthers defense improved today, right? Is they were put in some tough spots. So I think if we would have been, if this defense would have been last week's defense, they would have put up 50 on us. Um, and I thought that Joe Brady continued to show what, what you guys have been saying about him. I thought Joe Brady was brilliant in this, in this game. Um, particularly that pitch shovel pass to McCaffrey, just a good play call after changing it up and giving that look like you're throwing it towards the pylon. Um, so I, I see, and on top of that, is that we want games that are watchable as a Panthers team fan base if it's going to be this long of a season, right? Imagine if this game would have ended like it did at the first half. This would be freaking miserable. But right now, we kind of got a lot of good things, right? We got... Yeah. progress we got the loss if you are in if you were rooting for the trevor lawrence lottery um and we got an entertaining game against it and we also didn't let a division team completely off a hook we i saw bucks fans tweeting like oh my god if we find a way to lose this game and so we gave we even made them sweat a little bit for a little while but it just we're not good enough right now we're not experienced enough and we're gonna have to land in this offseason, I'm thinking this, is that you get Trevor Lawrence and then you go and you get a player or two in free agency and all of a sudden the team's a lot better really fast. A lot better really fast. And, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, you can build on your offensive line and yeah. and um, you have a coach who's in his second year who, you know, everywhere he's been, he's always better in his second and then better in his third like there has never been a better time to rebuild. There's never been a better time to be a bad football team. And I'll even go the next step. If we lose the next three or four, I mean, we don't really even have very many pieces on our team, but I'm shopping KK around. Who knows what we'll get for him. But You're the, shopping you know, I'm, 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 Samuel, right? Yeah, I mean, I he's mean, in the on, final honestly, year of yeah. his deal. I mean, like, you you could yeah. – this would be a point at the trade deadline that you're trying to find a way to accumulate some picks. So then you can move up in the second round, maybe into the back of the first or from the third into the second. Um, who is the favorite for the Trevor Lawrence? Somebody said we are not the favorites. I know prior to the beginning of the season, the Jacksonville Jaguars were – the favorites. If you're a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, 
you're excited. You're having the best outcome today, too. You go into Tennessee. You lose by three. You love Gardner Minshew. You have fun doing it, but you're still in the hunt. But for you, you were bringing up the New York Jets, right, as being the – and that sucks, man. F- screw them. They already got their quarterback. So this is actually – I would like to hear everyone's answer to this. Um, it's still very early in the season. Um, I have two teams that I think are dark horse contenders uh, for the number one pick. Granted, uh, one team did pull out the victory today. Um, I think the Dallas Cowboys are really incompetent and really banged up on defense, and that would just be the seventh circle of hell for Trevor Lawrence. He has law in his name to go to the Cowboys. That's a nightmare scenario, but I, you know, I, I don't think that team is as good as everyone says it is. Um, the Indianapolis Colts look really shitty right now, too. No, uh, last just, week. That just, was last week. Beat. Today they beat the yeah. shit out of the Vikings, dude. Yeah, they destroyed the Vikings. Yeah. The, so it might the, be the Vikings the, the that Colts. are in. The, you might mean the Vikings. They want the Colts won 28 to 11. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think I did mean the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirk, Kirk Cousins had a one had 1.86 fantasy points. Yeah. Uh, and the quarterback. Yeah, man. Again, it's like it's still so early, but um, you know, I think the Jets are a bad team, and then there are certain teams that you just don't know what to think yet. And um, again, I'm not sold on. Uh, and yeah, I said the Colts first, and I'll stick with it to a degree. I don't trust them in the long run. They got a shot at Andrew Luck, who was the most pro-rated quarterback coming out. It wouldn't surprise me if they also got a shot at Trevor. Um, I don't know. There's a few teams that I think are set to be pretty bad this year. I just I don't think go Rivers ahead and... went to the Colts to tank. No, I you agree. Know? And I think they got a good enough uh, – I think they're in a division that they can fight for um, right mm-hmm. this year. I did think that first stinker of a game was a wake-up call to them in some ways. We'll see what injuries do. The Vikings are not looking good right now. They are yeah. looking bad. They might be the the dark horse that no one saw. I want to go ahead and shout out uh, the professor's picks right now. History teacher trying to beat Vegas. It was 47 and a half for the over under the Panthers. It was 48 game total today, correct? Boom. That's a pick. The, pa- the Packers won by like 20. They only need them to win by six. Boom. That's a pick. This, I really need Kansas City to come and put some dang points up right now that's what i need Mm -hmm. to get my third pick uh in a row wednesdays check it out also guys i do want to plug some other things we're doing on the show right now um is that obviously on tuesdays we have the the podcast 9 p.m this week we've got um the beat writer from the athletic daniel popper coming on to talk about the chargers game and then I'm also dropping a shortened podcast. They've been turning out longer than I've wanted them to be, but still just another thing not to make Tuesday Tuesday nights like 17 hours. But I'm meeting with someone from the opposing team covering that team and just getting kind of some insight in what to expect, where the injuries to look forward to. This past week I had Ren Dax from the Pewtercast So look for those, uh, and then the professor's picks coming out on Wednesdays. The number's 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button, subscribe, hit the bell notification so you don't miss the number one rated fan content, or at least I keep saying to myself that this is the number one fan 
Panthers podcast in the world, but maybe that's yes. just because I want it to be. Uh, but no, we got the greatest fans on YouTube, as Cody Lashney always says. Let's go on to the next call. What's going on, C3 Nation? Boy, Jay Anderson. Hey, man. What's up, Are we still in 2019 or something? Like, <laughs> hey, man, I expected this, man. I expected this, man. Them t- the, it seems like the team, the defense don't play with no, no kind of heart. They're not competing. I mean, Tampa, it's not like Tampa Bay was scoring. Or, Tampa Bay offense was just, they, they, they were not, they were not they doing anything. Really we just gave them, you know, we just gave them the ball. We just gave them the ball. We just gave up that touchdown with Fournette, man. That, it just looked bad. Just, it looked bad in like 2010 bad. At least when in the 2011 season, the boys did compete, yeah, boy. even, yeah, even boys. though a lot of guys was out on defense. But they still competed, man. This team ain't this team ain't competing. Only McCaffrey is competing. You know, only I mean I know people gonna see the um see the passing yards of three sixty seven. But if anybody been watching that game, they know that num you know that number um it tells us it did different story. I mean that brings up two questions I got. Uh, I child, y'all hold it down. One point, one question. Robbie Anderson just. That that deep pass got me excited, right? When Robbie Anderson hit that, and then it was only to like the forty nine. That made me sad. It was like I thought it was so much farther. <laughs> it was like a long pass. We must have been pushed back deep. Um, or and also, why did Dante Jackson run out of bounds on the interception? Because he's five foot ten, one hundred and fifty pounds, soaking wet, and it didn't want to get annihilated. I think he could have worked for some more yards down there at the end. Yeah, well, I mean, I felt like he ran way, out prematurely. Patrick Mahomes is having the worst game of his career, not from interceptions. Dude, he's throwing charge. balls in the dirt, like he Dude, is throwing it into the dirt. And that Chargers defense is pretty stingy, bro. Yeah, well, Melvin Gordon went out. I don't know if he's coming back. Look like he got hurt pretty bad. No, Melvin Gordon Melvin doesn't Gordon, play for Melvin, them, uh, Melvin uh, Ingram. Oh, also, really? can I say something? Uh, I want to say something else, too. Um, the David Tepper getting rid of Cam Newton, as much as I hate to say it, was one of the best things that he's ever done because it now means that, Carolina, or that Cam Newton gets to go to a football team that's going to continue to build around Cam Newton. And they have a leader, and now Cam Newton knows that. And now Cam Newton doesn't have to be a part of this rebuild, getting his ass handed to him all year. So to everybody last week that was saying, oh, you just shit, you just, oh, you miss Cam Newton, you're a Cam Newton stand. Yeah, you're damn right I am. Tony Dunn is too. But I'm happy for him, man. I'm happy that he's going to go somewhere that's uh, going to treat him with some respect and some dignity. I have a problem with uh, with the one thing though. I do. I don't think that the Pats have any intention of maintain like of looking at Cam as the long term answer for them either. Like the mm, way they're running him. Weeks. Yeah, the way they're running him. Like they're clearly, and I told you guys from the beginning of this, they have no intention of his long longevity of his career. Disagree. Like they're running. I disagree, him. man. Him running is the safest thing for him in a bad pocket. 
But that's what I'm saying. But what I also think about from you look at when you look at it from that perspective, as he is getting older and he does now have an injury history. If he's running, yes, he was not getting hurt from his runs. It was mainly from his scrambles and his you know late hits. As he's getting older, his runs become an issue. Not many not many running backs can make it that long in the NFL, especially with his body type. So I'm saying I like. I just I, I, like, I just on the opposite end of this one. I think that he's the one guy that can do it. And I, I think I think it is, but I think he doesn't. I don't think he has. I don't think Belichick has any. Like the reason they're running him the way they are is not because they think that he can handle it. It's because they have no intentions of any investment in him after well, the season. Let's let's well, see what I mean, they do today too, because we are just you know basing entirely what their offensive game plan is on week one <clears throat> when it was just working. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that was. Bill Belichick and Ron Rivera got chubbies last week watching Cam do what he does because they're defensive type coaches and they mm-hmm. want to win like that. That would to them that's like the best way to win a game. It's like uh, in Call of Duty playing snipers and knives only. You know what I'm saying? Or, or yeah. back in Golden Eye, it's like you so- got to win the cool way. That's the cool way. I'm interested to see. What because Cam did not look as a bat, he did not have, he wasn't prolific as a passer last week. But if you watched him, he was not bad. And he was not bad. He was not bad. He was better than, you know, it just didn't translate into touchdowns or a ton of yards because they were having so much success on the ground. I'm very interested to see what happens this week. It's going to be a real, we're going to get a better insight into the plan, what Cam Newton is. At this point in his career, tonight versus the Seahawks, because they're not going to be able to just run it just like that. It'd be hard to. It's going to be a lot harder to. They played the Dolphins. I I don't think. Uh, but interesting point: Are they in it for the long haul with Cam? But maybe not the long, long haul. But maybe two or three years. Yeah. Hey, listen. So one, I'm gonna go on record. I don't know if they're gonna win. Uh, I think Cam Newton's gonna ball the fuck out tonight. Me too. And uh, and, and he's going to continue. And he's going to continue his season of vengeance. Where I dis so I I disagree with CK. I don't think that they're looking to to get rid of him after this year. I think it's listen whether you like it or not. Cam Newton wants to run the football. Not saying that he doesn't also want to pass it, but Cam Newton likes getting his nose in the dirt, putting his shoulder down, and mowing you the fuck over. That's what so Cam likes to do, and even though absolutely. that might be that might be detrimental to his health long term, but I think they have the mindset of, well, if we want to do it and Cam Newton wants to do it, then we're not going to play scared. We're not going to go out there thinking, oh, well, he might get injured, he might not. I mean, Cam's injuries over the past few years have come from inside the pocket more than anything else. Uh, so and it's, if it's- anything. Don't you think it's hard to Cody to gauge a little bit of what the long-term plan is for Cam, both for himself and the coaching staff when he's on a one-year deal? So Cam's yeah. Cam's goal is to ball out no matter what to get paid, or at least right. that would be my goal. Is that is that if he balls out, there's an opportunity he's either just going to get paid by somebody in the league, or there's a good opportunity he's going to get paid by the Patriots and be around there in that successful system. Right. So, there's a- there's this, at least a chance that Bill Belichick sees that and goes, oh, okay, I have a different kind of player that I can build around now. So maybe next year when he has the deal, if he's used like that, then or not the deal, but if he's used like that for more than one year, I think that Cam is putting the pedal to the metal this year. I think mm-hmm. Cam is trying oh, yeah. to 
get rid of all the detractors. And um, what I love about this, and screw all those people that hated his character and things like this and whatever. Look at Josh McDaniels and him fist bumping. Uh, damn, everybody. This is the whole point is Cam was never a problem to the team. He was really and, – and, and even in those those slim cases where Cam had the worst game on the field, which was not the most of the time, what we as the Cam Newton stands always argued was this, is that had you have put somebody else back there, it would have been so much worse. Mm-hmm. Like the Panthers yep. got away with criminal actions when it comes to their offensive line for the last decade because of Cam Newton. And you got to wonder, too, is that criminality following Dave Gettleman to New York, even though he's tried to put, he's actually, in fairness to Dave Gettleman, he went out inside the soldier guy, to Nate Soldier, to a big deal, trying to get a left tackle right away. He drafted mm-hmm. that Georgia player. So he is not just saying we're going to be able to run like we used to with Cam. But some interesting points there. Interesting point, CK, though. I do agree is that that's a, certainly a way to look at the Cam Newton and the New England situation, and we'll have to look at, follow it closely throughout the season. All right, next call. Dude, the, 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 the throw the throw that Justin Herbert just oh, made wow. yeah, just Allen is wow. fucking bananas, dude. Yeah. Sorry, uh, dude. This is bad this is news for me. Right. I did not know this when I picked uh, the – I still would have picked it probably. Oh, pick! No, almost. All right, uh, next call. If I hit play, maybe. What's up, Run DMT? Or what's up, C3 Podcast? It's Run DMT Lovato. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you right now that had to be the most, the worst 360 yard game by quarterback I've ever seen in my life. That was just <laughs> check down city. He doesn't, Teddy Bridgewater does not know how to lead or receiver in stride. I have to see DJ Moore like diving for the ball backwards every play. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's, we're doing great. I love, I love, this is exactly how I predicted the season to go. I predicted Teddy Bridgewater would be shit, which he is. All he knows how to do is throw check downs. He can't throw the ball past 20 yards. Everyone on the defense knows. No. That's why they're stacking the box, and that's why they're biting. They're, they're biting for the ball, and that's why he's throwing picks because he has he doesn't threaten the deep ball. But it's all right. Yeah, we're taking for Trevor, baby. It's how it's supposed to go. But people who impressed me today, Mike Davis, and after after he looked like he can catch the ball pretty damn well, and I liked his ferociousness. Uh, I thought Jeremy Chin was pretty good at tackling this game. Um, who else impressed me? Robbie Anderson did pretty well. That was the most quietest 100-yard receiving game that even more I've ever seen in my life. Like, 100 yards? Yeah, 100 plus yards, and that was the most quietest 100-yard receiving game I've ever seen. Uh, but overall, I'm happy. We lost. 0-2, one game closer to Trevor Lawrence. Let's go. Keep pounding. Questions for you guys. Um, Jeremy Chin reminds me of the fourth down, um, the, the fake punt. What did you guys think of that call? Um, did I almost just wanted him to go for it on fourth down rather yep. than faking I, it? I even put in the chat when the game was going on, they need to go for it on this down, and they lined up with the punt. And I almost knew it was coming. I think they, they think the uh, 
that Bucks did too. Like it was so obvious. There's no reason you don't go for it there. You're down 21. You're in no man's land at the 40 yard line. Pick a play. Don't go for a fake punt up the middle. Just that's kind of how I felt. Terrible call. And also, we haven't mentioned this too. How about the onside kick? After that's another one I want to talk about. It looks stupid. Who who kicks an onside kick with the ball sideways? Have you? I've never seen that before. That's what that's what the Cowboys did when they made their onside kick. So also, exactly the exact same way. Yeah, a spinning ball going ten yards is what they were going for. That, but I also sit there and think like that means you have no confidence in your defense either, right? That's that just shows you. I mean. Because what you're doing is you're setting them up with a lot easier field goal opportunity than you would otherwise. And now you're saying, like, hey, listen, if it doesn't work, we're basically giving the game away, period. I mean, and a lot of people are going to look at that run that Fournette had, and they're going to say, well, it would have been a touchdown regardless. I think that might have been a completely different attitude. a little different. We didn't. We just kind of had the wins taken out of ourselves after we actually do something. Um, you know, I, I think that they should have kicked that off to the regular, just old kickoff, and then just let the game play out. And if it went in our favor, great. If it didn't, you know, let your best team be on, be the best team. The Cowboys thing is a fluke. The odds are so much slimmer, and you're giving them a much better – like, statistically speaking, I feel like analytics would have said onside kick there is not a good idea. With mm-hmm. two with two timeouts left in the game, I, I just don't see it. Two weeks in a row where they made the right call on what they should do, but they've gone about it the wrong way. Hmm. You know, like, uh, I mean, we, we, we complained last week about them making the, the kick or making the run was the right call on the fourth down, but they should have yeah, given them to McCaffrey. Yeah. You know, same way this week with the punt. They should have gone for it, but it's not with the fake punt. And then at the end of the game, the onside kick, like, you're right, it, no faith in the defense. I mean, Get your your defense is better than your was playing better than your special teams because I think there was two fumbles on the special teams today. Um, you know, give it to the best your best opportunity. They're not giving their best opportunity to win. They're today, though, the, the turnover it really was turnovers that that derailed this team from interceptions to fumbles. You know, mm-hmm. is that good? Gosh, uh, thank God it wasn't worse than it was. Next call, just two more. Hey, folks. It's your boy Josh from Mass again, and I gotta wonder. I really just do wonder, who thinks this shit's acceptable? I mean, really, who thinks this is acceptable? This is an intentional loss. This wasn't even close to an accidental, situational. We just were outplayed. No, this was, and in my view, in every step of the game, we allowed ourselves to get outplayed. This was an intentional. This is intentionally bad play calling. This was intentionally allowing the other team to outdo us. This was intentionally just being bad. Are you guys really ready for this? Is really ready for this kind of a season where, um, you know, we're 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 not thirteen three because we're just a bad team, but we're thirteen three because the staff doesn't give a flying shit. Because that's what we're in store for. Mark my words, that's what we're in store for. We're a thirteen and three team. And a not the right and... way. We're a thirteen and three team the wrong way. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Three um, and thirteen. It, it's it's pretty disappointing. It's pretty disappointing to know we have a coach that thinks this is acceptable to just flounder and flop on the deck like a fish for those uh, you know, SpongeBob SquarePants fans in the group. Um but it, it it's it's embarrassing. 
like they don't understand that you know you know a lot of us watch football games with our friends every week and you know our our friends aren't all Panthers fans you know go go out and put a product in today worth watching on the field <laughs> otherwise just don't fucking go out at all don't bother yeah, Josh, seriously Josh don't bother. had a bad day dude we're yeah. gonna be embarrassed just just stand at the end of the tunnel wave your hands in the air. And let everybody know that you're not here to win. You're just here to be a piece of shit. Because so far, that's what we've seen. It's an embarrassment. It's a goddamn embarrassment. We're two weeks in, and I'm already sick of it. Get better, or just don't bother showing up. Period. I'm just... This, this is like Cody's accepting mediocrity. Don't waste my enthusiasm. You know, COVID has taken a lot away from most of our lives. And here we are six to uh, eight months later after the draft or whether the end of the other, you know, whether the end of the previous season, whatever you call it. And it's a shit show. This is what we get. We get a total pile of shit shit show. Wonderful. Why do we uh did we expect much different, honestly? No. And and I don't yeah. think the team I don't think it is a as bad as he's saying it is. I don't think we well, look out of sorts. It, Today we it, I mean wait, we we're calling decent defenses. We Held them at times. We didn't. We're just not ready to be a good team just yet. No one thought we were going to be. Here's yeah. here's the reason I say that we have a good chance. I know we're not favorites, but look at our look at our schedule. These were two of the most winnable games that we've had, and we lost. Look at our schedule. It is tough sledding from this point. How is yep. this? By the way, so now we just find out that we're playing Justin Herbert next week, Yuck. who is uh, currently in the midst of. Throwing babies around the field on the on the Kansas City Chiefs, no less. They don't have a great defense, though. They're not bad. They're not bad. Their front four is no. a lot better than mm. their defense. Their defense won the game for them in the Super Bowl. Mm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's get into the last call. All right. Yeah, boys. It's your boy Jay Cryer. What's up, Jay? I just want to say this is my brother. From I'm disappointed, club. you know, because. It was obvious we were rebuilding. It was obvious, yeah? Why go out and spend the money on Teddy? He's not a game winner, is he? You know, he's an average quarterback. Why spend the money on an average quarterback when you're rebuilding? Give it to Carl Allen. Give it to Will Greer. I don't care. But we're building. You know, that's the problem. We're doing... We're kind of in the middle. We're not committing to either. We're not committing to tanking. And we're not committing to trying to win. So we're in the middle. But it is what it is, you know? Um, I'm also gutted watching CMC wasting his prime and a team that ain't going to win. So I'm disappointed. But you know what, boys? Keep pounding. And everyone's invited to all Beefer. <laughs> Beefer, man. Is the, you guys got to Google it. That place is the bomb. It looks like just a straight party place. Um, we are, I will remind, we are 0-2, though. Yeah. So we are winless. We are winless, and the the less wins we have, uh, a uh, the better we get to the closer we are to actually tanking, and also uh, I am so much closer to winning my bet against Greg. 
Yes, you, you, it looks like you're definitely going to win that bet, but it's okay. I think I'm going to win everything I have against Cody. So I'll make yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're gonna get a clean sweep, bro. Yeah. All right. Um, um, okay, so let's do this. Is I can't. I'm not going to play the music because people get mad at me because he's not on our team anymore. But we used to last year have a dab on him section, sort of the game ball. That was the dab on him play of the week. We miss Cam. I still want to call it that, but I hate just giving the game ball or the play of the week. But who was the player uh, this week that caught your eye, or what is it that you want to kind of give that game ball? We'll go around the horn here, and um, and then we'll close on out. All right. Hmm. Ah, man, that's a tough dude. I, I got to go first. Yeah, go first. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm giving the game ball to Joe Brady. Is All right, that's a that um, I have been cautiously, cautiously optimistic about Joe Brady, right? Is that I just don't want to get overly excited. You guys said he was the savant, this and that, but for two games in a week, I feel like he's called a clean game. I felt like is that he has not been a problem uh, for us, in, in, and he's put us in situations uh, to succeed. Or can we bicker and, uh, and quarrel over some of the minor components of it? Sure. Like, are there some plays I didn't like in certain weeks? Yeah, like, I didn't like today. I didn't like the screen uh, past uh, two plays with Curtis Samuel. I thought were just dead from the beginning, dead in the water. And that was the screen, the wide receiver screen to him. And then that reverse one. But he did call another timely reverse at another time. And, yeah, I didn't like the fake punt. But overall, I think that he has been calling a game. I think he's looked well in control. Um, there's some questions about at least what uh, Mark Schlereth was saying about you don't call a screen out to on a cover two or something like that. So I'll let those guys tell if, if it's right or wrong, but the eye test to me says that Joe Brady's got it. I'm excited about that going forward. So game ball goes to him two games in a row, like what I see. All right. Uh, I got one uh, a guy from the practice squad. Uh, Woodrow Hamilton today. I saw oh, his yeah. number cost him his jersey flash a couple times. He only had one solo tackle, but I saw a lot of pressure up the middle. He didn't do bad for a guy who just got came off the practice squad and is, uh, I guess, starting the spot for KK. So, I mean, you know, for him, if, if he can be serviceable there, then that's going to help out. And, uh, you know, props to him for uh, uh, stepping up big time, whatever they called him. Uh, Stephen Hardy says uh, Joey Sly in the chat room. Um, Tree Fifty says Robbie Anderson, and Jay Cryer says Chin looks like the only guy who wants to tackle. I will say, like, when, uh, to be fair, I didn't see many broken tackles. I feel like we wrapped up pretty well. It's just all the big plays were just out in the open. There yeah, were a few when yeah. Mike Evans was able to stiff arm some people and get by, but it wasn't the broken tackles wasn't the story of that. And of the, the edge, today. we we I feel like we repaired a lot of things on defense that were such vulnerabilities last week, particularly yeah. the setting the edge. I wanted to say Brian Burns today. I I saw Brian Burns playing hard, making an impact. He had a motor. Mistakes. He didn't give up. He was yeah. constantly chasing the play down from the back. I mean, he was trying to get there. There they are using his aggressive. You know his his. And his get off against him and letting him get farther upfield, um, but allowing Tom Brady to step up in the pocket and give him a little more time. Um, but I mean, he's he's made some good good uh, good moves, so I, I do agree. I think mine has got it. I mean, how do you not 
with with the way that he has fought, how do you not give it to Christian McCaffrey? I mean, like he is he is the only reason. I know it seems like low hanging fruit, but when you look at the runs, he wasn't running through giant holes. He was still trying was to do nothing. everything he could to make people miss. <laughs> people were in the backfield when he was going. Like he just he he made if, yeah. I think one of you guys tweeted it. Any other running back would have been negative yardage today, and Christian McCaffrey still found a way to make some sort of positive out of it. Yeah, so I Christian McCaffrey gets my game ball. All right, you're last. Yeah, yeah I'm uh, I'm going to give my game ball. Uh, I mean, listen, it's kind of low hanging fruit. Uh, but I'm giving it to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you know, the, the dude puts on, man. Like, he runs so hard. He had two touchdowns today. I think he broke 100 yards. If it didn't, it was damn near. Um, and, and again, man, he puts on for this football team. He runs uh, like he has something to prove. And again, it's one of those things where it's like whenever you would see Luke Kickley playing on a football team, the, you know, we. We've been through the seasons, 2016 and 18. You see Luke out there just doing everything he can, but to know it's all for not, it's going to be rough, man, because I feel like it's going to be like that this year for Christian. Um, But, dude, he's such a beast. And, again, I'll try and find it so that way we can play it on Tuesday night. Dude, Christian McCaffrey, Stonewall, Vita Vea, on a pass block, man. Ultimate and, team player. You're not yeah, going to believe dude. this. You're not going to believe this. He only yeah. had 59 yards rushing. Really? He had 59 while I make Yeah, it's not good. Here. And he only on had 29 rushes. receiving. Dude. Which I man. think don't you only need 60 and Mike 60. Mike Davis had every, every game for 74 yards. Oh, by the way, can I also make a way too early prediction? Kyler Murray is winning MVP this year, bro. Dude, he, he looks good, bro. He had one interception. I got DeAndre dude. Hopkins on my fantasy team. Am I happy? I haven't looked at the scores yet. You should. Uh, uh, I was last week. Think he, you yeah. will be happy, yes. Um, but, dude, Kyler Murray is doing, is doing and is capable of doing everything that Lamar Jackson did. Last year, and dare I say, he's a better thrower of the football than Lamar. Although Lamar has been balling passing the football too. Yeah, yeah. But dude, Murray, Murray, Kyler Murray, I, I think he's winning MVP this year. But we'll see. All right, that's the C three Panthers post game show. We're here Tuesday night, nine p.m. You can find us on YouTube. We're on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Find um, all of our podcasts on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify. I'm going to Amazon Podcasts very soon, about to submit there. And also, don't forget Professor's Picks on Wednesday and on Thursday slash Friday, depending on how long I want to let the picks run on the podcast feed. Uh, we're going to be doing a scouting, you know, kind of scouting report, scouting whatever team. So this week it's going to be scouting the Chargers with Chargers Chat Podcast. And, uh, guys, I know you guys got a lot of stuff going on. Really excited by the PS5 release. You had Joe and I just in there jumping for joy. We saw the games we wanted to see that PS5 is delivering. Um, And the Cripple Connection, Rolling Strong, covering video games. They can find that on your YouTube channel, correct? Yeah, you can find that on my YouTube channel, Cody Lashley. But you can also uh, Google Cripple Connection Podcast on YouTube and we'll pop up. Uh, we react to all the latest news and 
um, going on of the video game industry, and we're following this console war that we've got going on. Uh, I'm also still writing for DraftTech.com as the analyst for the Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texans, and you can find me on Twitter at CodyLax, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Hey, Panther fans, before I go, it's going to be a long season, man. Buckle up for the ride. It's going to be okay. There is a light at the end of this tunnel, baby. I promise you this too shall pass. Tony Dunn, I'm out. Greg, man, a mini podcast. Where can they find your work? Oh, man, you can find me at the Bad Daddy 52 on Twitter with my personal handle. And then check out the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network. Check to do uh, see all my shows. You know, I'm usually on about three or four shows a week on that network. But we drop shows seven days a week. Eight shows right now. And we just signed two more. So now we have actually ten shows that are going to be in the network, which is fantastic. And uh, I'm actually doing a podcast here in about an hour uh, live on YouTube on the Geekverse uh, stream. If you want to check it out, we're going to do a watch along of um, Princess Bride. So if that one that tickles your fancy from your childhood, come check it out. It'll be really fun. We've also got the Call of Duty Legend player. Big week for you this week, right, Cody? Yes. Oh, yeah. B- uh, big, big, big week. Um, so first and foremost, Justin Herbert just made one of the biggest rookie mistakes he's ever made um, so far. He uh, he had a clear line to first down, and he threw the ball down downfield in the middle of double coverage, intercepted. He had first down right there. They were already driving in Kansas City territory, uh, intercepted yeah, on the five-yard line. Unfortunate. But anyway, it is a big week. So Tuesday, I'm going to be streaming with a bunch of big streamers. Um, Mrs. May, um, Doom 49, Nickel, um, and then uh, there's some others. Jeff Leach, uh, Tara Spark, Disabled Gamer, uh, and then a few other that are maybe a little bit smaller ones. Advent something. I'm not sure who they so are. You but, s- you're sitting um, out Tuesday then? Is this going to be Tuesday night? That- no, it's Tuesday at – we're going to be starting to stream at 5, so I imagine I should be done by 9. Okay. But, well, whatever you got to do, um, I know this is a big opportunity for you, so, man, make sure yeah. that you guys, you guys get up there and you play your best, homie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So if you guys want to check it out, um, I'm on Facebook, Codizzle Allen on Facebook, Codizzle underscore Allen. Um, if you have any questions um, about how to reach me, just hit me up on Twitter. Uh, the boys will – you know, I'm always in the boys' tweets, so – Mm-hmm. All right, guys, that's it, man. We'll check you guys on Tuesday night and keep pounding. Keep pounding. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.